0: What's up my friends, Matt here, this is the Matt Prince podcast brought to you by strengthcoachsecrets.com and Royal Fitness. Now, today's topic is this, what is true wealth? Right. Before we get into the podcast and the topic of today, I just want to start off with a, a QA and a scenario that popped up during the week. So one of the boys basically has a shoulder injury going on. He tweaked it when he was going overhead with a log and... Uh, and the question essentially was like, my shoulder's fucked, what can I do? And uh, and I had a look at it, right? And, and something that I've learned over the years is pretty much how to diagnose injuries. And I'm not an expert in this. I always recommend them to go and see um, Riley Alostio or, you know, masseuse or somebody qualified to do it. I am not qualified, but it's very rare that I misdiagnose something. So it's like, you know, I'll, I'll say, hey, this is some things it could be see what the osteo and the the doctors and the, you know, the professionals say, and then uh, what we can do is build a plan around it. So I'll treat it as as what I think it is up until you tell me what they think it is and we can create a plan of attack from there. So that's sort of how I do it. But with uh, with this guy's shoulder in particular, I had a, a thought that it may be a shoulder impingement. Essentially what a shoulder impingement is, is, you know, to put it in simple terms, is if you're... Bicep tendon is rubbing on something due to say your pec being tight or your lat being tight and making your shoulder roll forward creates like an inflammation in the top of the bicep tendon. So if you think about the the, you know, the, the sore spot when you dig into your shoulder, that's generally the bicep tendon in the front of the shoulder there. Um, and, and usually what will happen is the pec minor or the pec even major will, will tighten up and rotate the shoulder inwards. Um, sometimes it can come from the lat as well. So what I did with with uh, this bloke, I sort of dug my fingers around and just poked him and prodded him and just massaged him and grinded the shit out of it. And it, hurt, it would have came, but it allowed better movement and the next day he came in he's like mate it feels heaps better I'm like still with that dude but that's good it's, it's probably what i thought it was and i showed him some drills and some stretches and some you know mobility things to do but um the, the, the idea of why i wanted to share this with you guys is a lot of the time injuries can be prevented by taking care of ourselves right so if you know that your pecs are tight you want to get it treated or you want to be proactive about it prior to it getting to the point where you've got a shoulder impingement or something else worse going on, right? So for example, you might get a, a ball in a door jam and smash the shit out of your pec, whether it's your pec minor, pec major, or the whole area, you might find that that's beneficial, right? You might go, all right, cool. And this is what I do. I'm like, I start to feel a little bit twingy. I'm going to book in and see Riley get him to smash me out to sort it out before it becomes an injury that I have to fix. It's much easier to, to maintain than it is to fix something. So be smart with that. If you know your back and glutes and stuff are tight, book in, go get it checked, right? And, you know, worst case scenario, you get a massage and you get a bit of time for yourself. And it's good for you anyway. Like it's just good for you. So don't wait until you're completely broken to fix yourself. Right, Um, we're running a 12 week challenge at the moment. One of the parts in it is we recommend to do mobility each day um, for about 10 minutes. So whether it's stretching or, you know, breathing and mobility based work with, with lacrosse balls or foam rollers, the idea behind that is to keep on top of the muscles that will get tight when people are training really, really hard. It's also a way to educate the 12 week challenges on how to maintain their body and how to look after their body. So it's, It's got some, in the idea of how we run with the challenge, it's sort of like teaching them now so then long-term, they're like, oh, yeah, I know how to roll out my upper back or I know how to roll out my shoulder or I know how to roll out my glutes. And then they can just go and do it before it becomes a chronic issue. So what I'd recommend, guys, if you have any sort of pain, go and fix it. If it's in your shoulder, start by smashing out the internal rotators, which the main ones would be the pec, the pec minor and the lats. They're the ones that I find most people... um, tighten up with and rolls the shoulders inwards that can cause your shoulder to move forward and glide the, the bicep tendon and a sort of rub on the bicep tendon it just feels like shit. And, uh, and if you, you know, break everything up and your posture gets better, it should disappear. Right. In terms of training effects, train back more, right. Make sure your shoulders aren't rolling forward, you're really pulling the, the shoulder blades back, the scapulas are moving well, everything's going really, really good. So you gotta, you got to attack from a multi-level approach, but I still recommend step one is to go see good osteo and get it fixed up. All right, now, let's get into the podcast. So today's topic is what is true wealth? Now, when, when I was planning to get back into the podcasting properly and shoot these longer form podcasts... I sat down and I drew up on my board a bit of a spider web of, um, of ideas, right? And I've said multiple times that my, my main focus of the podcast is to help um, guys, mainly. Um, but girls, I love you too. And I know there is a bunch of girls that listen, but I, I can only talk from a male perspective because I know the struggles that men have in terms of providing and um, finances and, and you know the, 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 the things that go on in a man's head. I understand that. Uh, you know, girls. I'm sure you have it too. I just don't understand it, right? Um, and and I, I never will. Girls just seem to like I see them every day, and I've never, never got to work it out. Like, you know, I'm always surprised, and, and I'm also, also always amazed of, um, of of what goes on. So it's a it's a topic that I'm going to talk about from a male point of view. So. Girls, you might see this and, and listen to this and get a lot out of it. And I definitely I think you will. And if you do this yourself, all these things I'm gonna talk about, you'll successfully build more wealth. And I know you can do that. So definitely don't brush this episode off. But just understand, and oh and the, and the flip side is if you have a partner, this is probably what he's going through. These are probably some of the thoughts in his mind that um that he's worried about or concerned about. So you might might think um. You might see it from, from a different perspective. So, yeah, when I was writing it all out on the, on the board, I was sort of thinking, all right, I want to do a, a weekly long-form podcast. And I want to have, have it on my blog and make sure that I can help as many people as possible grow as, as human beings, right? So I put it up, at, like, on a monthly basis. I want to have two really solid training-based podcasts, one mindset-based podcast, and one money-based podcast. Now, the reason I want to talk about the money side of things and the mindset side of things is because I think these are definite aspects that can enhance one, it enhances the body. Finances, you know, being in check will enhance the mind for a lot of people. Not for everybody. There's some people that say they, you know, they can survive without anything and all that. And you know, the Buddhist monks and stuff, they're they're, you know, they're outliers. But a majority of Westerners, we, we, if we don't have money, it's stressful, right? Or if we owe money, it's stressful. Or if we're not sure where we're going, it's fucking stressful, right? It really is. So that's why I wanna be talking about training and mindset and money and sort of blending them together and, and giving you guys a, uh, a, a platform to not learn about it, but to be introduced to it. And then you can go out and learn on your own. So I'm not an expert. Like, I've done some good things in, in business and in finances over, over my, probably my, my adult life. Um, I've also always had discipline around saving and, and learning about all that stuff, but I'm no expert, right? And, and I don't pretend to be, I don't want to be. But what I want to do is, I know there's a, a bunch of guys and girls who listen to this that I'm close with through through training or through friends or through whatever. Like, I know if I, can shed light on this topic, it might open your eyes in a different way. And it might lead you to go and grab a book or grab a course or something and start to move you into a um, larger lifestyle with more finances going on. And, and that would be awesome. That's the out, That's the outcome that I want from this podcast is not only to affect you and your body and help that grow and become better. I want the mind to grow and become better. And I want the finances and the relationships and the fun all to be amplified. That's the point of this. Okay, so just... I just wanted to cover that just so you don't sit back and think, oh, fuck, what's this guy talking about? He's a trainer. You knows fuck all about fuck all. Um, but one of my biggest passions um, and one of my, um, I suppose that one of the things I've spent most of my time in, in my adult life is building business, right? Building business. And then the other side of that is investing in real estate. They're the sides that I've, Started the shit out of. I know nothing about shares. I'm not going to even talk about shares. But in terms of like saving, real estate, you know, investing in, you know, whether it's investing in advertising to grow brands, like that stuff I know marketing. That stuff I know really, really well because that's what I've had to study to grow what I've grown. So that's the the foundation of where this is coming from. So first thing I wanted to talk about, and this is this is something that uh, I just learned. Or relearned from a guy called Robert Kiyosaki. Now, Robert Kiyosaki wrote *Rich Dad Poor Dad*. He's written a bunch of other books. I just read another book called *Why the Rich Are Getting Richer*, and this stemmed off watching the. Uh, uh, it's a movie, but it's a real true story movie based around the global financial crisis in 2008. The movie's called *The Big Short*. It's got a bunch of good actors. It's got like Steve Carell. It's got like Brad Pitt. Um, Christian Bale, like there's some gun actors in it. And it's actually a really interesting movie. And when I was watching that, I was watching the retail and I was like, fuck, this is fascinating, Like, And it was on a Saturday night and mate was in bed. So we're sitting there watching this movie. Got to about 9.30 and I was like, all right, let's go to bed. I sweet. and I have this little reading light now. So in bed I could plug it to the back of my book and it shines on the book. And I picked up this Robert Kiyosaki book because so I knew he was talking about the next financial crisis and his, his thoughts behind that. So I picked that book up and I just started reading and I couldn't put it down. Like it got to probably 11.30 before I fell asleep, which is rare, like that's late for me. Um, and then the next morning I was up early, like reading again. Like I just couldn't get out of this this idea. And the, the, whole, the whole thing that I was taking from this, and this is probably the, the biggest key that I took from the book, was having a idea on where you're going is critical, but there is four parts to being truly wealthy that really matter in terms of like having a good chance to grow in any market or survive in any market, right? So what I mean by market, if if the economy crashes and, you know, say I lose all, all my money, where will that leave me all right now a lot of people if that happens people that don't really understand this world say they got all their money in super or they've got all their money in a highly leveraged um, mortgage or something like that they're pretty fucked. they really it will hurt um, but if you know these different things and you, you grow in these different areas over time you can sort of bulletproof yourself in the financial world, in a way, and uh, and you can also come back if you need to. Like if you, if it all crumbles down, you'll be able to build it back up really, really quickly because you'll understand the game. Now, the four areas that he was talking about was you need to have a spiritual education, an academic education, a financial education, and a professional education. Now, what these are, and I'm going to give my spin on these. These aren't his ideas. Um, well, these are here this isn't from the book. Those four are from the book. The spiritual education, this is a really interesting thing. Back when I was younger, I would have targets on, on how much money I wanted to save or to buy a property or to do this or to do that, to travel here, to travel there. And a lot of the time I hit the targets, but I wasn't happy once I hit the target. Right, I'd hit the goal and I'd be miserable or I'd be like, hmm, huh, hmm, what's next? And I just didn't appreciate it. I didn't care. Like there's no, no excitement behind that thing. Okay. Now people like this, including myself, I'm better with it now. I've, I've worked on it. I've, I've um, come to understand this. And this comes from that spiritual education. I've come to understand why, and I've come to understand how to fix it. But when, when you're in a situation where it might be to buy a house or to, to whatever, save it, X amount of dollars. Might be save a thousand dollars, or ten thousand dollars, or hundred thousand dollars. Whatever, whatever your target is, just understand. And this this same principle applies to training with numbers, with hundred kilos, two hundred kilos, etc. Just understand that the outcome that you're going for isn't the growth, right? That's the that's not the growth. That's a byproduct, right? So, say if if somebody is wanting to save $100,000 and they currently make $1,000 a week, right? You would be like, oh yeah, cool, you just gotta work for 100 weeks, and you know, 100,000 weeks, and you'll have $100,000. It doesn't work like that because you got expenses, all this sort of stuff. So it's it's difficult, it's really hard. It's really hard, not 100,000, it would be 100 weeks. So it'd be really difficult, right? It'd be really, really hard, it's a long process. Here's the thing, if the person who needs to save $100,000 needs it for some reason, and they do everything they possibly can to work it out, and they, they just go, fuck it, I'm just gonna go all in, I'm gonna work it out. They'll have to have some sort of growth in the academic way, with an academic education. They'll have to have some sort of growth in a financial education. They'll have to have some sort of professional education growth, and they'll have to have spiritual education. That all has to enhance. Right? If they all enhance, you've got a higher chance of getting there. And when they enhance, you'll have a chance of raising your $1,000 to maybe $1,500 or $1,200 or whatever it is, whatever you need. Right, You'll be able to raise that bottom line. And once you raise that bottom line, now you've got more to play with, you've got more to save, you've got more whatever. Right, But the, the whole idea of it is if you don't have a good spiritual education, it doesn't really matter how much money you make, you're going to be miserable no matter what. You don't understand yourself. You don't understand how to enjoy the journey and the process and all that sort of stuff. You're gonna be miserable no matter what. That's why there's plenty of millionaires and multi-millionaires and billionaires out there that are fucking miserable, right? You look at the celebrities. That's like it's it's not hard to see. I was watching, um, been listening on the on YouTube like in the morning when mates up. um, It's just something that we have as background noise is YouTube, and we'll have like I I generally watch some sort of like lifting type video, and then I'll just flick it onto some sort of music. And lately, it's Hell's been chucking on so fresh from like the 2000s, right? Which is, I love that stuff. But you know, there's the people on there that like Britney Spears' Toxic was on today, right? Now, Britney Spears, in this video clip, she's like, you know, pumping, she's fit as hell, she's got her hair all nice and pretty. And then you think about it, about a year and a half later, this is probably when she was in her absolute prime. She lost her shit, shaved her head, went fucking off the rails. Now, why did she do that? because she didn't have a spiritual education. She didn't know what was going on and how to control all those emotions. It just didn't work. So the money just amplified her fucking craziness, right? But if she, if she had sat back and worked on herself or if she had known or somebody had helped her and guided her, she might've been able to do really, really good things with all of the success and the fame and the money and stuff that she had, right? You look at guys like Bono, they do that, you know, in terms of the singers and stuff like that. But they do that. And they spread good messages and they help the world and they do good things. Okay, And that's because they've got a high spiritual understanding of themselves. So that's something to consider. If you don't have some sort of spiritual growth, and when I say spiritual, I'm not talking religion. It can be, but I'm not talking religion. I'm not a religious guy. I'm talking more of a mindset type, understand yourself type thing. Okay, so... Some great books to start with, if you haven't anything that's in the Stoicism field, I think is really really good. I love Stoicism as a concept. Um, you know, guys like Seneca, um, guys like Marcus Aurelius, um, Brian Holiday, the modern day Stoic. I think those books are really really good, um, and I would highly recommend if you're interested to get into those sorts of things. Um, some some other ones that I've really had there's, there's a chapter in a book by Tim Ferriss that's um, in four-hour work week, and the chapter I think it's chapter fourteen or fifteen. It's called "Filling the Void." Right, this one chapter I go back to all the time because he talks a lot about working for work's sake, right? And how well, our work week, the four-hour work week—the concept behind it—is he, he wants you to try and delegate, automate, and systemize everything. So everything in, in your business or in your job is you're basically having somebody else do it or you're making it so it's non-existent anymore because it's a waste of time. So you're sort of making it like that. And the idea is to buy back time or to to, to get back to being able to go and travel or to go and learn, you know, whatever you want to learn and and grow, right? And do things you actually want to do. So this filling the void chapter, this helped me a lot because I started doing all this stuff to, to get back time and all this sort of stuff. And I found myself with a bit more time, but I really struggled because I was so used to working. Right? Because it's, it's, it's hard to get to that position where you, you, you have more time again, right? Like, especially if any business owners are out there, you know it's a fucking hustle. And, and I hustled my face off, um, and to build you know what I've built and create the life that I've created. But it's it, there's a point where more is not better. Like, if I had, if, when I was doing the 14 hours a day, 14 sessions a day, and all that sort of stuff, like, if I'd have done more. The sessions would have got worse for sure and I would have burnt out quicker and quicker and quicker and quicker. Like I could have built, you know, gone from 14 to 16 is probably like what I could have done, right? But that's not gonna be a long-term plan. That's just chasing more. And this is what a lot of people do. They work 40 hour weeks and they're like, I need more money, I need more whatever. And they're like, I'm gonna do 50 hour weeks. And then when they go from there, they're like, I'm gonna do 60 hour weeks. And then it becomes a badge of honor and they're 60 hour a week workers and they go 70 hours a week. And, and it just gets fucking ridiculous. Okay, so this is where all of these concepts of spiritual education, academic education, financial education, professional education come in. Right, and The whole idea of that filling the void chapter in four hour work week is to replace the working for work's sake or the those extra hours that you, you can do to grow something and replace them with something of higher value for yourself whether it's education or learning a new skill or traveling or learning a new art whatever it is but it's replacing it so you're not you're not taking away and just leaving a the hole there and just fucking sitting on your ass doing and playing xbox and eating doritos it's not like that it's a little bit more strategic in the way that you're going to build on like creating a better life basically so i hope that makes a little bit of sense but the idea of spiritual education, some great books. Like i talked got about the stories and stuff. Some really good books, depending on where you're at. I love the book, Loving What Is, by Byron Katie. And I also love the book, Why Good People Do Bad Things, by Debbie Ford. Those two books helped me a lot mentally when I was going through some dark spots. And the reason for it was because I was seeing negative traits in myself and... I think what I needed to do was realize that there is good and bad in me, right? Because I'm always trying to help people. Um, I'm always trying to motivate people. A lot of people rely on me to keep them on track. Um, you know, it's, and I'm not stupid enough to think that people need me. But I don't think that, but there's a lot of people who, at the moment or at those times, benefit. benefit were benefiting from being coached by me or helped by me in some way. And these books right, they taught me that like say, Debbie Ford's why would people Do bad things? She would teach me about dark and light, right? The good and the bad of every single person, like the Jekyll and the Hyde. Like, you know, if you can see hating somebody, you can see hate, you also have love, right? If you, if you are somebody who hates being called an asshole or you hate being called, told you, you're always late. Like if that offends you, generally, you're triggered by the stuff that offends you, right? Because it's true in some way, or you believe it's true in some fundamental way. So if somebody said to me, like I was selfish, and this is a word that I had to deal with a lot, though, you know, it's part of something that was in my upbringing a fair bit, and selfish was a word that, that triggered the shit out of me. So I had to do a lot of work to realize that I was, I was selfish in some aspects, and, and that's okay. But I was also selfless in so many other ways. And because I had this concept of like, I had to be self, I couldn't be selfish. It actually helped me amplify that selflessness area as well. So now I have both working together and now I have both working together. I am selfish in certain things. And, and you know, if somebody asks me to be away from you know, my son or my wife or something like that in something that it, that's just to be frank, like being with them would be more important to me, I'm going to say no. You know, it's just, it's just because like, there's so many levels to it, but I don't see that now as a guilt thing. I used to always try and say yes to everything, but now I'm happy to say no, and that's that's a selfish move to be there for the people that matter and be around those things that actually, truly, really matter in the long run. You know what I mean? So that's an idea. So that that's there's some good books to dive into. I'll let you think about them and. Con, um, contemplate the idea of a spiritual education and take it wherever you want. Like, I've read a lot of stuff from Buddhism. I've read um, some other religious texts. Again, I'm not religious, but I've, I've read these things to sort of get concepts from them. Um, and the idea is to, to shift my mind to understand the world and myself deeper. Now, tying the spiritual education back into how what is true wealth, if you're happy and you understand... How you work and, and what triggers you and what makes you happy, what makes you sad, and you can control things you can control, and you stop focusing on all the things you can't control. That's true wealth. Right? Like there's there's another aspect to this that I see is I don't really have emotions either way with things that go good or bad. Um in in a lot of ways, really. Like if if I, you know, and jujitsu taught me this, but it's also a stoic sort of thought that like if I win it's like great I won if I lose it's like great I lost either way I'm going to learn something from each experience okay so if I say if I'm doing jiu-jitsu i choke somebody I'm like how did I do that I don't I don't celebrate that choke I'm so like I'm getting up and fist pumping or anything like that I'm happy I did it it's great it feels good we could get a tap you know but it's one of those things you do it and then i'm like all right how did that work how, how can i improve that why didn't it work as well as i wanted it to and i'll start to break that down it'll make me better right And on the exact flip side if somebody chokes me or whatever i'm like oh that was great how can i do that how can i stop that how, what went wrong where did it go wrong i do the exact same thing when it comes to investing um so the the last place that i bought actually the last two places i bought uh, the second last one, I never went in. I've never been inside it. I've seen photos um, after I bought it, but it's uh, I never went inside it, never have been inside it, don't care. And it's um, I just don't give a shit, to be honest. Like I seen, went by the numbers, it makes sense. I needed to do it or I wanted to do it. So I did it, right? The place that I, I just purchased last year, um, which is a longer, longer settlement, longer deal, all this sort of stuff, we did that, we basically, Tom and I drove there and we're like, all right, cool, um, does this make sense? Yeah, it makes sense, sweet, we'll check out the area, check out the thing, get some information. Went back that night, we're like, all right, we'll look into it a little bit further. Does it make sense still? Yeah, it makes sense. The next day we went in there, we put our deposit down, um, transferred over the money, and it's secured now, it's ours. And I was like, we didn't care, we didn't celebrate, we went home and just carried on as it was. Like, it was one of those things, we give each other a high five and a fist pump, maybe get some Thai food for dinner. But it's sort of like one of those things, it's on to the next one, do you know what I mean? And that's, that's due to my spiritual education, I believe. It's, it's, it's not, it's understanding, this could go either way, this could be good or bad. And if it goes bad, it'll be the same thing, I'll be like, fuck, I lost some money, What did we learn, where do we go? Okay, so all of these ideas help, like if you can see that whole spiritual side and understand you can control what you can control and, and your thoughts of what you can control is the main thing. That can really, really help when it comes to building because you'll have less emotion around if you win or lose because it's not you that failed, right? This is the thing. In business, if you have a business and you can't sell the thing you're selling, people don't hate you. They don't dislike you. They don't not trust you, whatever it is. They just don't want the thing you're selling. It's nothing to do with you, right? Sometimes it may be, but most of the time it's not. Most of the time it's nothing personal. It's just... They don't want what you're trying to sell them. Once I learned that, that helped me a lot. Because I honestly believe that if you're ready to train the way, turn it royal, everyone would be fucking beast, everyone would be happy, you would be around better crews. Like, and I used to get triggered if somebody would go somewhere else, be like, why would you do that? But now I understand that they're not doing it because of me. They're doing it because they want something else. And that's fine. Like, that's absolutely fine. I, I can't give them that thing. So anyway, when I started to look at it that way, it helped me feel more comfortable in advertising, helped me feel more comfortable in, in producing content like podcasts and videos and blog posts and all that sort of stuff. So I just don't give a fuck. If, if somebody doesn't wanna read it, it's not for them. But what I do care about, and this is what I care about deeply, and I'd highly recommend you, you would too, is I care about my tribe, I care about my people, the people that do want to listen. So I'll double down for those people. That's why I shoot these podcasts. Like these these podcasts grow just from the people who listen to them. Couldn't give a shit about the people that don't listen to them if they want to, and and it's not for them, right? There's certain people that listen to this and they would never come back and listen again. So I'm cool with all of that. All right. So I hope that makes a little bit of sense. Now, when we step down into what is true wealth, um, or so is bracket, we've gone from spiritual. And you can't just be spiritual because if you don't care about anything and you don't have emotions either way, you can only control, you can control, you're never going to grow, right? There's circles to this. So I've just given you a massive baseline If you can get that spiritual side sorted. It's going to help you grow and not have um, excitement or emotion around failing or losing or whatever or winning. It it won't matter either way. You're just going to keep being you. It won't change you fundamentally. As you get more and more successful, you just, you stay the same great person, and you just keep amplifying your life and helping more people or or doing more of what you're doing, right? Now, next education is academic education, right? So there's levels to this as well. So I look at financial education and uh, sorry, the uh, academic education as part of what is true wealth. I look at it for myself. I need to know a lot around the body. So this is where I start to think really far into um, things like training the body, coaching, um, communication, all of those things, right? All of those things that, that make me smarter. Okay. Understanding basic physics, understanding how weights move, understanding, you know, sets and reps, all of that stuff. Like that's, that's, that's the area. And, and the smarter you get, And the more you read, and the more you learn, the more context you have to grab from when you have to make a decision. And this is what I think is really, really important. Like A lot of people don't realize this, but there's a saying, and I'll probably butcher this, so I'm sorry if I do, but there's a saying that I heard just the other day. You, in five years from now, will be the exact same person except for the books that you read and the people that you meet. Right, so you in five years will be the exact same person you are today, except for the books you read and the people you meet. Now, what this means is you know things now. You live a certain way now, you do certain things now. I do certain things now, I know certain things now. If I read and I grow and I listen and I learn and I you know, just improve my academic knowledge, my academic education, if I do that every day, like I do, if I do that every day over the next five years, I'll be a completely different wired mind in five years' time. And then the flip side, or not the flip side, the, I suppose the um, enhancer to that is the people that you meet along that time will also help you accelerate quicker and improve. And if you hang around with shit people that are negative and they you know, talk bad and, and they hold you back, you're going to be dragged down to their level. It's just the way it is if you're hanging around with positive people who push you and then get around you and celebrate you and want you to win, you've got a much higher chance of success, okay? And I look back now five years ago, like I'm 29 now, when I was 24, I am in a completely different world, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually right now. And it's because of the people that I've met in the books that I've read, 100%. Time, effort, energy, has been hard. There's been times where it's been hard, but I've loved it. And I know in five years' time, like, again, I won't recognize me now in five years' time. Just as you shouldn't recognize yourself in five years' time. If you're running the same fucking schedule in five years' time as what you are today, you're doing something drastically wrong. right? There's, it, it just, just start by reading every day and that's a really good place to start. Get academically smarter and then you'll have bigger context to apply growth principles to. All right, so... The next level, financial education, financial education, what does that mean? There's a lot of things that come in the financial game, and I was teaching tell about some of the stuff that i uh, that I think about and that I learn, and um, I'm trying to help her with that, but I look at it as a multifaceted part. so uh, the financial education, if you are an employee, you want to become more efficient and work out how to Grow your area of the company, or grow the company further, so you're a bigger value to that company. And that way, they can pay you more. And that way, they you're pretty much a linchpin that they can't let go of. And a linchpin is a pin that in a machine, if you take that linchpin out, the whole machine's fucked. It doesn't work. It just won't work. You want to become the linchpin of your company. You want to be the person who's there. And if you're not there, or you, you, you know you leave or whatever, the, the whole place just doesn't work, it's not as good or it's not as efficient. So that's something you should be aiming for is become a linchpin. Now there's a great book by Seth Godin on that topic and um, Seth Godin's an amazing writer, but the the linchpin concept is what I got from him. And I think with a financial education, if you look at it from a point of view as like, step one in any finance game is to have an income. That's the, that's the very fundamental step. You have to have an income, right? People can chase passive income and chase, you know, online businesses, all this sort of stuff. The, the, the reality is step one is to have income. That way you can leverage that income, okay? This is where it goes down, that financial education. If you know, hey, look, I know a bit about real estate. I've, I've worked out how the tax laws work around that. I've worked out how depreciation works around that. I've worked out how capital growth works and, how to rent and you know, negative gear, positive gear, all that stuff. Like you can understand all that stuff and learn about all that stuff deeply. You'll be able to, when the opportunity presents itself, you'll be able to go for it. Like you'll, you'll know, you'll be like, huh, that's, that house seems a little bit cheap. Well, that seems like a good deal. Now, how does this work financially? Like, can I get the loan for that? What's it gonna cost? Do I need to pay LMI? Do I need to, You know, what's gonna, how's it gonna work? What are the figures? And if you can look at it again, having that spiritual education, having that academic education, and know, hey, this is what I'm looking for. And hey, look, the spiritual education is like, if the figures don't stack up, I'm not gonna buy it because I'm not emotionally attached to it. You can sit there and you go, this is a pretty good deal. Makes sense, let's go. Or let's not go, whatever. But without that spiritual education, without that academic education, once you get to that financial space, you're going to be erratic, but if you understand yourself spiritually, academically, when it comes to the financial side, if you understand that deeply and you can get deep into that, you understand our right, income. How do I gain income? Whether you're a business owner, you have to market, uh, master marketing, sales, you know, automation systems, fulfillment. You have to get all that stuff in control. If you're an employee, how can you make yourself better to that company? How can you uplevel your skills to make yourself more valuable? How can you make yourself that interesting? Once you've got that. The next level is saving. How do I save? Right? Automate everything. A great book on this one, guys, is The Automatic Millionaire by David Buck, I believe is how you say his last name. It's called Batch, B-A-C-H. Uh, David Buck, automatic Millionaire. You check that out. That, that teaches you um to how to automate your finances. And long story short is make sure that you don't fucking touch the money that you want to save. Right, There's a book that complements that, that these two books were recommended by one of my old coaches, Steve Krebs, Um, and I got a lot out of both of the books and I got a lot out out of them together. He still recommends them today. It's um, The Richest Man in Babylon. So The Richest Man in Babylon, the gist of it is essentially, I won't give away the story or whatever, but if you save 10% of every dollar that you earn and invest that money, you're going to be a wealthy person long-term. Right, So if you think about it, everybody can save 10%. But they can't save 10% if it's not automated. If you're somebody who's got $1,000 coming into your bank account right now each week, and you've you you know, you've got car payments, you've got mortgage repayments, you've got whatever, rent, food, vodka, red bulls on the weekend, stuff popping up, you need to make sure that you automate that $100 into another account, which is 10%. And over a year, you'll have five thousand two hundred. After two years, you'll have ten thousand four hundred. Three years, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. But what can happen once you've got a significant amount, you can invest that into something, and speed up the process of that money growth, right? So you can have, you can still invest your hundred dollars or your two hundred dollars, whatever you decide you're going to do. It, it, as long as it's ten percent, I think you can do more. I think most people can do. I I definitely do more myself like I'm I'm always trying to invest as much as possible I live very um, simply I suppose um, because I want to set myself up for a future and to be honest I just don't really care that much like it's just it's not what I want to do I don't want to blow all my money on cars and shit like that like it's just I don't like that so that's just me personally though but for some people you know that's what they're about. So you need to make sure either way, if you are just getting started in this automate and make sure a certain percentage, and I'd recommend a minimum of 10%, even a minimum of 20% uh, goes into an account that you are planning on saving in to invest, right? Doing that can help. So that's step two. So your first step is to either create more income or, um, create yourself into a linchpin. Step two is your savings. Step three in the, in the financial education is to start to really understand, and you can do this all at the same time, but start to really understand it, read about it, learn about it, listen about it, think about it, plot out good deals. Like, is this a good deal, is that a good deal? And what should happen, right? When I was learning about shares, and I said earlier that I don't know anything about shares, I know a little bit about shares and I was playing with them. So What I used to do is I used to pretend I was buying them, so it was fake money, right? And, uh, and I realized very shortly that I didn't want to learn it. I didn't care about that. Um, but property is one thing that I do like. And the way, a good, really good way to learn how to buy property is a great game that you would have played called Monopoly. Right, four, four greenhouses, one red hotel, And just keeping that, that idea and amplifying that concept is a really good way to practice with property. So you can, if you sit back and you go, all oh, right, I'm not gonna, while well, I'm saving, watch the market, watch what happens. Find out if it rents, find out what the yields are, find out all that stuff, learn all of that stuff and you'll get a better financial education than most of the world just by looking at it, right? Just keeping that concept of monopoly in your head and then just getting on realestate.com and cross-referencing it with loans and checking out, hey, look, this is what, this is how much rent is in this area, this is how much capital value has gone up, in the past two years, like this house in 2015 sold for this much, in 2019 sold for this much. You can really see some uh, some great opportunities that you've probably missed out on, but you're also giving yourself education so you can see the opportunities that you'll gain in the future, okay? So that's sort of the financial side of things. The the smarter you are around that, the more ready you'll be when it's time, okay? Now, the last aspect is the professional education. Right, So we've talked spiritual education, which is about your mindset and how you see the world and view the world. We've talked academic, which is your, you know the smart stuff, getting smarter, learning how to read better and reading more books. Financial education, understanding the money side of things, how to save, how to invest, what to do, what the tax laws, all this sort of stuff. Professional education is a little different. It sort of ties them together in the finance world because there's strategies, there's tactics that can you can use to make sure that it's all working in your favor to the best ability. Right. So it might be, that might be like, say in a, in a business sense, like if you're not if you own a business and you don't study marketing, if you don't study sales, if you don't study systems, if you don't study automation, if you don't study how to fulfill better, you're gonna really struggle. Now for gym owners out there, for myself, this is how I look at it. How do I communicate my messages better to help people improve and want to eventually train with us? That's marketing. Sales is closing them. So when they go, I'm interested, how can I convince them to sign up, right? That's the sales process. How do I get better at sales calls? All that sort of stuff. Part three, automation. There's a lot of things that go on in a business. It's a very multifaceted area. So you want to create things that allow you to have more time. Otherwise, you'd be doing the same shit all the time. So anything that requires me to do the same thing, more than pretty much once a week or twice a week, I've got automated. So it's once a week. Like there's uh, you know, things like memberships, for example. Like in There's a link people fill out and they'll be like, I need to hold on for this date to this date, every Thursday morning early, like generally around 7 a.m. or probably before so today was 6.20, I think I started doing memberships. Before Nate's awake at 7, at 6.20, I'm doing the memberships and it's all in one spot. I batch it and it's done. And that's because it's an automated system and then it gets done, right? It gets done and it's efficient because I'm not now, I don't have to keep going into all the websites and checking the emails all the time. Like I check the emails every Thursday morning. That's it. That's all I check with the business emails. That's all I do. And that's part of an automation type thing. With systems, you've got the same sort of thing. How would the structure and processes work to, again, leverage your time, right? How how can you amplify that? And then fulfillment is, how can you do what you do better, right? How can you get a better result? How can you sell a better product? How can you make a better service? How can you improve on that? So you might need to learn more in the, the, whatever it is. You may need to uh, change the way things are going. You may need to add certain things to raise the value. There's lots of areas to it. Lots of areas to it. So, with all of this said, guys, spiritual, academic, financial professional, in terms of what is true wealth, there's you piece all them together and you'll be able to win even if you're broke, because you'll be smart and you'll want to see opportunity. Right? There's plenty of people who go that you know, multimillionaires, they go bankrupt playing cross hits or get sued or whatever, something happens. But because they know the game, they can just play it again, right? This is what you want to do. Like you, you don't want to, you don't want to wait till it's time to, uh, you, know, you don't want to wait till you need it to start looking for it. Do you know what I mean? Like if, if you go, all right, cool. of um, you know, you start saving what like I said, you automate to make things great. That's awesome, right? But don't start doing that when you're like three weeks away from needing a fucking house to live in, you know, like don't do that. You need to start now or yesterday, like start it immediately. Start building that savings up so you can have opportunity when it comes. Same with the education side. Like if you don't have your spiritual side under control and your mental side under control, it's going to be very hard to make decisions. But if you're clear and you see something you're like, yeah, I understand this. I understand this is a, positive geared house this is something that will be a really good you know capital growth based property might even be able to subdivide it renovate it add like you know might add like a back room and it might add four hundred thousand dollars to the house for example right if you're spiritual side if you see you know you see those big numbers you'll freak out you won't do it but if, if you're like calm and you look at it you go fuck that makes sense i can do that let's go and you'll just do it, right? And it will just happen because now you understand it on different levels. So I hope all of that makes a little bit of sense, guys. Now, as I wrap up, I just want to uh, I just want to finish with a bit of a concept as I speak about true wealth and I'm talking more so about the money side of things today. Um, but when we start thinking about the five dimensions, you know, your body, your mind, your relationships, your business, your bank accounts, all that side of things, your fun, true wealth is having all of them not in complete harmony and complete balance. This is in my opinion, the true wealth is about feeling, not content, but happy with the way things are going, the direction things are going, right? And when I say that, I'm, I feel really good in my body right now. Like, I'm confident in my body. If I have to wrestle and scrap or fight or whatever, I'd back myself against 90% of the world, maybe even more, maybe 95% of the world. Right? if I get a pro fight, I'm gonna be fucking spewing, Like it's just unlucky. But if if, if I was out a nightclub or something and a fight broke out, I'd back myself in that. That's confidence in my in my abilities, in my skills. Right? In terms of like how I look, I'm happy with how I look. It's fine, right? I'm I'm, def- I'm trying to lose some weight at the moment, but that's not because I'm upset about how I look. It's just like I know I'm carrying a little bit of extra fat. I need to be at a certain weight so I can compete in jiu-jitsu. jiu-jitsu. Like, and, and even when I get to that weight, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm still gonna be the same person. I'm not gonna be you know, wearing fucking pink fluoro, um, you know, tight industry t shirts like we used to when we were 18. I'm not gonna be doing that shit to show it off. It's just gonna continue as it is, right? Like, that, that's, that's how the body sort of works. Like, I know I'm in good, good stead there. Like, I know my mind's clear. Right, I know that my relationships are solid. I know that my business and stuff's in a good spot. I know that my fun is—is is I'm, I'm having fun, right? But I'm not happy across the board in terms of like I want more in all of those things. But I'm really happy with what's going on now. So I'm aiming for more. I'm reaching for more. I want to be stronger. I want to be a better fighter. I want to be leaner. You know, I want tighter relationships with with you know, a close group of friends. Like, I want more, more business, more real estate, all of that stuff. I want more fun. I want more a like, stronger mind. I want to be clearer, right? I want all that. But it's coming from a good foundation of, I understand where I'm at. and I'm happy where I'm at. And I think if you can get to that level, it doesn't matter what stage of your life you're at, whether you're, you know, Just getting started, or if you're 70 years old and you're winding down, even at that point, if you're happy with where you're at, but you know you're growing, I think that's true wealth. Because if you're not growing, you're going to be really, really, really bored, miserable, most likely, and distracted. All right. From experience, I've been in all those spots. And I know that if I don't grow, I'm not a happy person. But if I'm growing, I'm happy, right? So understand, you've got to appreciate what you've done in the past to get to where you're at today. And then from that area, you can amplify and grow your life to new heights and become more and more and more over time. So I I know that's a little bit of a different podcast, guys, but that's some thoughts that I have around that True Wealth idea. If you are looking to get better at all this stuff. Like I mentioned, some books around the spiritual side, Why Good People Do Bad Things, Loving What Is, they would be my first go to ones. And then anything in the stoic realm is very, very good as well. If you're looking more so like as a, as a belief system, the stoic belief system is very, very solid. In the academic realm, you need to study what you need to study. Like if you need to get smarter with something, you need to get smarter with that thing. In the financial realm, if you're interested in real estate and that's a passion of yours, learn about it. If you're interested in saving money, learn about it. If you're interested in shares, learn about it. There's no right and wrong, guys. If you want to fucking hold it, hide gold under your bed, do that. Like, it's up to you. But learn about that thing. Give yourself an education. Give yourself a chance. Read every day about it. Study every day about it. You'll get better. Professionalism, like, understand, you know, you're in, a, you're in different areas. But study books around those areas. Okay, whatever those areas are, study it. You know, you know, hey, look, I need to get better at systems reading the You need to get better at, you know, automation 4 our work week. You know, you, you need to pick these things and study them yourself. Go out and look for them. Right, I don't have all the answers for you guys, but the answers are out there. So go find them. It's up to you. Anyway, that's all I've got for you today. I hope that helps out in some way, guys. If you are interested in training with us at Royal Fitness, please hit us up. If you have a friend or family member that would be a good fit for us, bring them in, let them know, let them know, get them in touch with me, share this podcast with them, get them, get them going. Let's get the whole world a better place and uh, make everybody fitter, stronger, healthier, more wealthy, everything. Let's grow across the board. All right, that's all I've got for you guys today. Um, If you check out Strength Coach Secrets, there'll be a bit of a blog post accompanying accompanying this and... um, We'll go into a little bit, you know, in, in words. So we'll see how that all pans out. I haven't written that yet. So we'll, we'll see how that comes out. But yeah, guys, I hope you all have a great day. I appreciate you all for, for listening and tuning in. Um, and yeah, if you do have uh, you know, a spare five seconds, you can screenshot this and put it on the Instagram. That would be much appreciated tagging it. And, uh, and I'll, I'll talk to you very, very shortly. Have a great day. Bye.